Michael Bartlett is with us. He is the CEO of Canada Basketball. Michael, welcome in. Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year to you as well. Very well. Thank you. Okay, so now that the New Year has started, what's what's the goal for Canada Basketball for 2023? Well, uh, listen, we've been very clear with our podium ambitions. We've got a great year ahead of us. We've already qualified for the Men's World Cup, Men's FIBA World Cup. We've got two more games to play in that qualifying window, but we're heading to Indonesia and the Philippines in August with a full NBA roster and certain expectations to podium. Our women's program still top five in the world. Uh, we've got a few big tournaments with them that will hopefully fast track their Olympic qualifying as we head towards Paris. And now's the time to prove it. We've uh, done a lot of work in the last 24 months to set ourselves up for these next two years, and uh, now we've got to win some big games. I think Michael, nice to meet you. I, I, I don't think we've met officially, but Warren uh, got to play for Canada back in the day with the FISU team, so it's always a big honor. And I think um, just from outside looking in, I, there's so much you know marketing growth there's so much talent that canada has right now we have the most nba players outside of uh outside of the states um you know in the nba but i still think there's a lack of the sense that some canadians want to play for canada the the maybe the the lack of like togetherness in the summer times where most of these players are developing outside of canada is there anything that 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 you know canada basketball wants to do to go ahead and change that and have these guys be home in the summertime and you know what play with one another yeah certainly we've we've actually recognized that too and and you'll even notice in the last the last summer with global jam with the number of qualifying games we hosted on home soil with the number of times we had our women here uh training camp and, and being a part of marquee events as well we want our players to be gathering more, creating some continuity, cohesion, um, and quite frankly, relationships that will play out on the court as well. So we're soon going to run out of teams for all of our talent to play on. There's only 12 men and women that can make a senior roster. So we've created this under-23 development team. We've got a number of uh, initiatives like doubling the size of our training camp so that talent can be part of a program. Even if they aren't on the final roster, right. they can be part of a larger group that feels like they've connected to something that we're building together and winning. You know, the flip side of that is you've got all these young stars in the NBA, which is, you know, a, a, I guess it's a one-off. I mean, there were always before, but not these numbers. How do you take advantage of that? Well, you know, again, we're only going to have so many teams for them to play on for Canada. But, like, every time you do a Raptor broadcast, there's another star Canadian coming through on another NBA team. You're going to start to see that in the WNBA as well. We've got three playing in the WNBA. Kia is part of the TSN television broadcast, too. There are now 245 Canadians playing Division I NCAA men's and women's basketball. So we're just getting started. There is going to be a pipeline of talent coming through to play for Canada, to represent Canada, whether it be for their national team, whether it be in the NBA, whether it be in some very top caliber pro European leagues, um, Canadians are going to be all over the basketball uh, marketplace, and we've got a chance to win as a result every time Team Canada plays. And that's, that's remarkable. I think out of all the countries outside the U.S., I honestly think we have the biggest advantage just you know just due to that we have the largest amount of numbers not only playing down south but um what what is canada basketball maybe going to do for the local talent here are they are are they also going to be included in that and in, in, in terms of the development because there are players who play in canada who may who, who may opt to stay here who still do want to get recognized um you know in that same breath or category yeah certainly and i think a lot of what we're trying to do with hosting more events for the senior team, you're going to start to see that trickle down into the development ages as well. We want to have a really um, 
viable national championships for provincial basketball, a viable national championships for club basketball. We want Canada basketball to be the organization that is fueling those types of events and perhaps even one day producing those events so that every time somebody plays basketball in Canada, they feel connected to the Leaf Ball, to the, the Canada basketball logo. They know that their experience has been made better as a result right. of Canada basketball being involved. And that's how we also create program loyalty. I know there's a lot of talk uh, over the last number of years of players being Canadian but not showing up. Well, guess what? Right. We've got to start focusing on that relationship at the younger level so that they don't even think twice about it when they're 25, 26, 27-year-old pros that have a choice. They're so connected to the program and so loyal to the program and the experience it's given them that it's not a question. Exactly, and I, I think that's that's essentially what I was getting at, you know, at my first question, because you see the Luka Doncic, he doesn't think twice about, you know what, playing for Sylvain in the summer, you know, like, and I feel like Canada has so many players that should be all in training camp competing for those, you know, 12 spots that they do feel the loyalty and the connection to the flag, and I, I think that's been the biggest probably part missing in the last couple of years, so, you know, hats off to you for kind of, you know, um, uh, headmanning that and, and, you know, wanting to see that type of change. Yeah, I think you'll see we did an announcement last summer uh, just heading into our qualifying windows of our core roster for the next three summers made up of 14, 15 NBA players who have committed. They've signed player agreements to be part of our team. Uh, they showed up to training camp, even if they were injured, even if they had contract issues and couldn't play with us. They were at camp. They were in the weight room. They were doing walkthroughs. They were in the video room. And we're seeing that same commitment. We've always seen that commitment on the women's side. So starting to see that on the men's side as well. Because of the great work that Nick and Rowan have done with the program, we're creating an experience for them that they can be proud of, that their families can be a part of. And that's part of the connectivity of the program too. Uh, just before I let you go, obviously uh, heavily involved in the business side of this as well, as well and that includes uh, a deal with Flair. Yeah, certainly. We're Listen, basketball is a great product and a great sport for Canadian brands to be a part of. We know uh, that we represent diversity, that we represent safety in sport, uh, and that we can stand behind those purposes and commitments. And you're seeing an airline like Flair uh, that stands for connecting Canadians across this country as well, uh, recognize that basketball is the place for them to partner. And we anticipate as we continue to win, as we continue to be good for Canada on and off the court, that more brands will follow suit as well. Michael, thanks very much. Appreciate your time and uh, best of luck. Pleasure. Thanks, gentlemen.